We're recognizing farms and homesteads that have been in the family for more than 100 or 150 years. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. These families will get together at the Wisconsin State Fair in West Allis for a celebratory breakfast. One family being recognized is that of Wesley and Jill Milner. This Rock County farm has been in production for over 150 years. Virginia and Wes share some of the history of the farm. Uh, we purchased it, uh, his half, from our, his sister's half from her on September 28th of last year, 2021. They both, uh, Wes and his sister inherited the farm uh, when his mother passed away, and that was uh, May 10th of 2019. So then we purchased her half from her. When did your family acquire the farm the very first time, though? Originally, it was in two sections. Um, in uh, 1866, was it your great-great-grandfather? Right, Benjamin. Benjamin Milner purchased 100 acres, and in 1868, he purchased uh, 77.74 acres. So the total farm was 177.74 acres. What buildings were on it? What was it like, that original homestead? I think <clears throat> I don't think there were any buildings on it. Uh, we looked it up. I don't know the exact date, but uh, the town of Clinton was only formed about 20, 20 to 30 years before this. And uh, so I'm not even sure if, how much the land was cleared or anything, but there wasn't any mention of buildings back in those, back then. So. so what was the original farm then? If there wasn't buildings, do you mind telling me a little about the operation? It or was what the it was land. Used? And then it sounds like, uh, as we go through the history, it sounds like they uh, they built the barn and they built the house and built some of the sheds. There, we we've got the history going all the way back to when a tornado took <laughs> took some of it out in the 30s, I think. So, uh, are you able to go into some of that history for me? We could. Jill's got it in front of her here. Maybe she could pick out right after the uh, right on. We we've actually had the uh, uh, when it was a century farm. They sent in a whole history of uh, uh, of how this happened. So maybe you can find. Well, it basically says uh, has a history of of great great grandfather where he came from and um, it doesn't really say what he did. Uh, he settled in. He was in New York. New York State, and then moved out to Clinton and purchased the farm, and then uh, that was 1866 and 1868, and uh, he died in 1883, and that's that's where it starts. Then his son, John Milner, John F., F., well, there's a couple more Johns, uh, purchased it from him in 1884. yeah, all this this doesn't say much about what the farm was doing. It was basically a crop farm, wasn't it? Yeah, it became a dairy farm uh, with my grandpa. It's more of an ancestry thing. What's listed here? <laughs> so then, 1884, John F. Milner, who was your great grandfather, correct, purchased it from his father's estate. Let's see, I'm reading through this. Uh, and he died in 1911, and who bought it then? <laughs> my grandpa, John W. John W. Milner then purchased it. Well, then my dad bought it after that. Yeah. So and so they farmed on... In, in 1911, John W. purchased it, who was Wes's great-grandfather. And then his grandfather purchased it in... 
Okay, he died in 1957. John W. died in uh, 1966. Mm -hmm. That's right, yeah. And that was your grandfather? That was my grandfather. So then his father, Wes's father, Lyle, L-Y-L-E, Milner, he was one of five children? Yes. And he purchased the farm from his father's estate and he he used it was a dairy farm and a crop farm from that point on and it was a dairy farm before that too yeah i think they had dairy starting with uh john f later later in his life okay that was great grandfather yeah who purchased it in 1884 there was an old house well you you know about the old house yeah um <clears throat> Something that's kind of interesting is the transition from horse farming to tractors, um, and that happened with my my father. So my my father was farming on halves with my my grandfather, probably starting in the early '60s. But before that, um, my dad bought the first tractor. So. Uh, <laughs> The transition was on, and my grandfather did not like the the idea of the tractors. So for um, for a, a time, they kept the horse equipment, <clears throat> and my uh, my grandfather um, farmed with horses, and my father farmed with the tractor and the implements that he was buying for the tractor. And finally, finally, grandfather figured it out that it's a lot easier. <laughs> it's a lot easier to use the tractor, and so they they got the, got rid of the final horse and. Uh, when I grew up, all the tack for the horses, all the collars and all that stuff, was still in a shed. But I, I never saw the horses, and uh, um, so my dad <laughs> grew up with horses and farming with horses, and he pretty much hated them. <laughs> so, so when I was a kid, uh, a pet horse was pretty much out of the question. So, uh, so. Uh, so you kind of already are touching on my next question. What are some of yeah. your favorite memories on the farm? That's that's an interesting one. I, you know, at 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 a certain point, after after my dad passed away, and then then my mother passed away, and we had to decide what to do on the thing. And and really, I think the thing that motivated me to buy it is, I tell everyone that I can go out there and walk around and tell you a story on every hill. Um, I know where the last horse was buried out there. I know where my dad's hunting dog was buried, and and my first hunting dog uh, was was buried in the same spot, and uh, and so you know you walk from hill to hill. I uh, you know back in the day, we didn't have uh, we didn't like when I was just a little boy. They didn't we, we had no deer in our part of the country. It, it, they just hadn't moved into southern Wisconsin. People would go up north to find deer, and. Uh, um, I was hunting with my dad when he shot the first buck on his on his farm, and I can take you right to the spot where he did it. And so there's some sentiment involved in this. And uh, um, and you know you make the transition from different technologies. I um, uh, when I when I was a kid, my my parents' house that was on the farm was was uh, still being was being heated with fuel oil. But my grandpa had the old farmhouse, and he still had a cook stove in the house, and he heated the house with wood. Um, and so when I was a little guy, <laughs> uh, 
I, I have a memory of this giant pile of wood out there, and we were always cutting it. We had no chainsaws or anything like that, so we had to, we had a, a little frame that we put the wood in, and we cut the cut the pieces of wood by hand with a buck saw, and then you had to split the wood, and then he had a had a shed on on the side of the of the um, the house, and you'd bring the split wood in there. And let it dry a little bit before he could uh, before he could use it in his cook stove. So, so my my standing joke, which probably isn't even funny anymore, but uh, I always used to tell everybody until I was twelve, I thought my last name was Getwood. <laughs> what is the farm today? My mother and my dad both had uh, had you know long term health problems. Dad lived to uh, the age of ninety three, and my mother lived till the age of uh, nineteen eighty six. And uh, they, of the original one hundred and eighty acres, they had to sell one hundred and twenty acres off uh, to pay for long term health health care. Um, my my mother needed to have somebody in taking care of her for the last several years of her life, so they, it pretty much went through everything. So what remains of it is 57 acres. Um, 40 of that is um, being rented to um, a guy that raises, you know, a guy that raises. Well, actually, the guy that bought out the other 120, and and he raises corn and beans on that. And the rest of it um, kind of remains to be seen. We've only had it for a short amount of time, so um, some of the buildings are in disrepair, and those are going to have to be taken down, and it's got overgrown, and I'm out there cutting trees and stuff all the time. And, and uh, Jill is Jill is remodeling the old farmhouse that I grew up in, and so we're... We're 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 kind of trying to decide where we're going to go from here. You know, we 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 thought about uh, maybe doing a vacation uh, by owner thing and renting it out. So, uh, there is a little recreation in the area, but we don't we're not really sure sure what we're going to do yet. For the time being, we're fixing up the house and uh, we're clearing some spots to do to grow vegetables and things like that. And so that's where we're at. We fairly new to this. Jill's, yeah, Jill's out there. Yeah, kind of an emotional thing. <laughs> <laughs> the big old house is, oh, what, over 100 years old. Actually, it's the second one. The first one burned in the big old house, which is a, a grand, in its time, it was a grand old house, but it's in such a state of disrepair, it would be uh, insane to even try to fix that up. So the little house, which is very little, uh, we may use it as a cabin or rent it short term, and and uh, but it's, it's uh, kind of a challenge to to fix it up and do things with it and just clean up the property generally and just kind of go from there. It is like I say, it's a sentimental kind of thing, and, and it's not too far from us. It's a twenty twenty five minute drive, and it's easy to go back and forth and just uh, do things there. I, I, I guess it could. It, this could spur a whole conversation about, uh, you know, corporate, big corporate farming versus the little family farm, and you know where things are going. It's uh, things are certainly different than when when I was there. I ex, I actually went to school uh, in up in La Crosse in Western Wisconsin uh, Technical Institute, and I got an associate degree in agriculture. And I came out. It was agribusiness. And agribusiness didn't exist yet in, <laughs> in those days, so so uh, 
So I went on and started working in uh, an engineering lab at a couple of companies, and uh, and I do technical sales now of an engineered product. So but, uh, when you were growing, it was a self-sustaining farm, which there aren't too many of anymore, and the, the cows and everything were sold in 1982. Right. And uh, but it was uh, you know you grew your own food for the cows. And, Absolutely. And yep. uh, it was a, it was a real small self-sustaining farm. And now they're all corporate. <laughs> Is there anything else you, know, you would like to? My parents were able to raise two kids and pay for the farm uh, with the uh, with the uh, you know thirty head of dairy cows and and uh, and uh, and then raising a lot of our own stuff. You know, we we used to uh, have a big garden. I I used to raise about a thousand to twelve hundred pounds of potatoes every year when I was a kid and and. Um, and we canned tomatoes, and we canned, the, the, you know, we froze corn when, when finally freezers came along, and and um, pretty much had our own beef and pork and 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 that kind of stuff. So, um, well, if you want a good story, you have to tell the story of the pigs. <laughs> yeah, this is one of my favorite ones. Uh, when I was young, we we would typically we'd have at least one batch of pigs a year, um, sometimes two, and we would have you know eight to ten sows, and then we'd raise the pigs and send them to market. Well, when I was probably about ten years old, one of the sows with their little batch of ten pigs was hit by lightning and killed instantly. So I hand fed those. Whereas all the other little pigs were with their with their mothers and whatnot, so every day I'd go out and bottle feed the pigs. Well, as time went along, they kind of imprinted on me. So all the other pigs were 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 in 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 other pens, and we'd go around, and those those little guys would follow me around like they were puppies, and uh, I'd have the little stream of these things behind me going oink 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 oink, <laughs> and, and then they didn't know they were pigs. I, they, we were we were we would go out and feed all the other pigs and they'd just follow me around when I did that and uh, and then finally they got in with all the other pigs that were feeder pigs at this point and uh, when I'd go out to feed them these still these guys still recognized me and and they'd come over and <laughs> lean up on me so <laughs> is there anything else you would like to add not offhand my dad my dad uh, probably influenced me a little bit uh, um he was he was a pilot. He had his own plane that he used to fly off the off the farm. He wasn't flying anymore when I came along, but certainly I heard the stories, and so so um, I learned to fly and got a commercial and instrument rating, and and uh, didn't pursue it as a career, but uh, I, um, we certainly flew a lot. My dad was a member of Flying Farmers, which uh, is not very big anymore, but. Um, there's but, a picture of him in the in the Century Farm book. There's a picture of him with his airplane that he flew off the farm. And I certainly we had hay fields and stuff on the farm. And then when I got my license, I would fly in and land on the farm and take people for rides and stuff. And my wife and I met at the airport, and that's how we dated. We dated at an <laughs> old the airplane I had at the time was an old 1940 uh, Piper Cub, and. Uh, um, didn't even have an electrical system. You just turn the switch on and flip the propeller and away you go. <laughs> Wesley and Jill Milner share the story of their family farm in Rock County. The Century Farm Program originated as part of Wisconsin's centennial celebration in 1948. 
These stories are brought to you courtesy of Compure Financial. From the Midwest Pharma Port, I'm Charity Seebecker.